God is good all the time. Would you give God the biggest shout of praise? Lawrence is going to take the stage. God is good, and His goodness endures forever. Amen? And His mercies to all generations. Amen. Praise God. It's a beautiful day today, and we're all thankful to be here. We're thankful to be alive. Amen? Amen. The reason I say that, I had, um, I wouldn't say, well, in work terms, I had a near miss. Um, if you work in industries, you've got incidents, accidents, and near misses, yeah? Everyone knows what a near miss is. Something that could have happened that was very close to happening. And I think it was Friday night. Um, we were taking some people home. And we are on um, Hillsborough Road, which probably everyone in this room knows. And um, we were heading towards um, Charlestown, you could say. And... As we were driving, like I said, it was only 8.30 at night, there was cars coming the opposite way and um, there was a lot of traffic. And in the distance, probably from here to the other side of the road, I could see these lights and they were coming straight for me on my side of the road. And I thought to myself, am I dreaming or what's this, what's this person doing? He's coming straight for me. And he was. And he wasn't travelling at 60 kilometres an hour. Maybe he was travelling at 160 kilometres an hour. And... Um, he was getting closer and closer, and I could see him getting closer and closer. What do you do? If I veer to the right, I end up having a head-on collision with the cars coming the other way. If I veer to the left, I'm probably going to end up in a tree because Hillsborough Road, as you know, there's trees on the other side there. So I slowed down as quick as I could, and I'm flashing my lights to this guy, and this fellow just drove straight past me, just about that far off me, he just went shoom like that. He was travelling that fast, I couldn't tell what sort of car it was, what colour it was. All I saw was at the end, uh, he turned right to go to Cardiff South. And I thought to myself, wow, that could, have, that could have been deadly. It was like millimetres off and seconds away. That's what life is, isn't it? We're here today, we don't know what's going on tomorrow. The Bible describes it, we're like a vapour. Some person once said, we're like a little bit of steam coming off a cup of coffee. You know, we, we're not assured of tomorrow, next week, or even two hours' time. So that's why I said I thank God that we are here today and uh, for his protection. If anyone knows me, every time we pray for a meal or whatever, that's the first thing I say is, Lord, thank you for being with us. Thank you for your protection on the roads, and thank you that you will continue to be, a, uh, be with us. And I think that's a really good, good thing to do. We need his protection. Amen. Before we start, I just want us to stand for a moment and ask God to be in control of this um, next half an hour or so. Just close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands, you can lift your hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your protection, Lord. We thank you for each and every person, Lord, because each and every one of us in this room has individual needs, Lord. I don't know their needs, 
But I know that you do know their needs, Lord. And as they open up to you, as they listen, Lord, I pray that you would meet their needs. Help me to be able to speak what you would want me to speak. May it be you speaking through me and not my own intellect or my own words, Lord, I pray. I thank you, Lord, and I give you all the glory and honour. And everyone who believes would say, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm going to try and make it really, really quick because... I've got a lot of stuff prepared and half the time I only get, most of the time I should say, I only get half of what I want to say out there. But someone said once that people have only got a real good time, like a, a time span of remembering things for about 20 or 30 minutes. After that, they start to lose track of what's happening. So I don't want you to lose track. I want you to be there and understand what I'm saying and hopefully retain all of what I've said. Amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say Amen. 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 Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to welcome my cousins here as well. I have two cousins from Italy here. Give them a clap. Yeah. Francesco and Demaris, just two newlyweds, and uh, they're welcome here in the house of the Lord. Thank you for coming. May God bless you and um, continue to bless you, and may he just show you things that you could never imagine and take you places that you'd never dream of. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Okay, so I'm going to start by... People say breaking the ice by saying something, uh, a story. Pastor Tony loves saying stories and hopefully this is not one of his stories. I don't think it is. But if you've heard it, just bear with me. So there was a battleship in the middle of an ocean, right? And this, well, what he thought to be in the middle of an ocean. He's travelling and it's back in the days when they used to use moist code. For people that are young here, you don't know what moist code is. It sounds something like this. Moist code. Okay, in the old days, that's what they used. There was no telephones, right? There was no mobile phones, no uh, WhatsApp and Facebook and all this, none of that. It was moist code. And each tap means something and whatever. Okay, so the, the captain of this particular ship, he's sending a moist code message to this big light that he can see coming straight for him. And he says, in the moist code, he says, uh, move or change direction, I should say, by 20, uh, 20 degrees. Change direction, 20 degrees. I am the captain of whatever the name of the ship was, and um, I order you to change direction by 20 degrees. Anyone heard the story? No. Okay. So anyway, five minutes goes by, this this. Light coming towards him, not changing direction. So he sends again the moist code. Moist code. This is Captain so-and-so. I am ordering you. I am the captain of a battleship. I am ordering you to change your direction by 20 degrees. Nothing. Two minutes later, the moist code comes back. No, you change direction by 20 degrees. <laughs> so again, sends the moist code again. And he says, I am the captain of the US Army. I have a battleship. I order you now, otherwise you will face the consequences. I order you to change direction by 20 degrees. Identify yourself. The message comes back and says, 
you change direction by 20 degrees. I am not changing direction because I am a lighthouse. <laughs> Do you understand? Many times in life, we say to God, God, help me and do this. Help me to do that. God, meet my needs. God, bless me. God, heal me. God, so and so and so and so. You know what God says? Change direction. You need to change direction. Because if you keep on going, you will end up in the path of a destruction. You will end up running into, in his case, it was a lighthouse. But in our case, it's eternal destruction. So we need to change direction. When Jesus was on earth, most of the time he spoke in parables. You've probably seen it in the Word of God. He spoke in a lot of different parables which related to the day that they were in. So it was no good for Jesus to speak about mobile phones because he can see the future. But he had to speak to them in their language and what they could understand. True? And he spoke about lamps, which we don't use anymore. We use, um, you know, flashlights and things like that. He spoke to them about speck in people's eyes. He spoke about clothes. He spoke about weeds. He spoke about mustard seeds, which probably most of us don't know or have never had anything to do with. He spoke to them about fig trees. Fig trees are a really important tree. Many people probably don't know what a fig tree is. Maybe you've seen it in coals. You've seen little packets with figs in it. But a fig tree is a special tree, and it's been around for a long, 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 long time. Very long time. And if you remember correctly, and you think back for a moment about fig trees, when Adam and Eve sinned, what did they cover themselves with? Fig tree leaves. You ever thought about that? They must have been good fig trees then. They must have been pretty big to be able to cover their bodies. But it's about these, you know, these parables. That's what I'm trying to say. He speaks about parables. Paraboli in Italian. Parables. And he explains to them about what he's trying to get across, the message he's trying to get across in parables. So the message I want to try and give you today, I want to bring it to you in a parable that we can relate to today. So if you have a Bible, if you open up to Matthew, first slide please, highway versus path, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 13, highway versus path. So I'm making it relate to our day and age. This is what it says in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. 
Can we read that again really quickly? Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because, verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult, is this too loud? And difficult is the way uh, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. All right, so highway versus path. You know, when Jesus was speaking here, these are the words of Jesus, he's talking about gates because they had sheep, they had goats, they had all these uh, livestock, and people sometimes in those days used to sleep next to the gate. Why? To stop wolves coming in, to stop predators, animals coming in. And so he was talking to them in a way that they could understand what he is talking about. So today I'm going to try and talk to us and myself in a way that we can understand because we don't have these little narrow gates anymore. We don't have um, these particular things that we that we can relate to unless you're right out in um, in the outback and even out there they still don't have you know this sort of thing. So highways versus path, highways. Highways are beautiful, aren't they? They seem to be beautiful. Highways, major highways are well lit and you can see there's emergency lanes, there's phones on the side of the road in some places where they can help you. Highways have the ability to get you from A to B in a very short span of time. Highways, next slide, highways are a place when you can have, where you can have a sense of achievement. You feel that you are getting somewhere, you've achieved something. Maybe you've got a car now, you've got a house, you've got a business. You might even have an empire. You feel like you've acquired something, you've you're acquired favour maybe. But, you know, it's not good enough just saying, Lord, Lord, because the Bible says not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter my kingdom, but only those who do the will of my Father. True? People know Donald Trump. Yes, we know Donald Trump. How do we know him? Maybe through social media, maybe through the television, maybe through newspapers. We know him. He's the President of the United States, and he lives in the White House, which is in which is in Washington what? D.C. Okay. There's two Washingtons, don't forget. You've got Washington on one side and Washington, D.C. So he lives in a White House. He lives in Washington, D.C. And people know him. We know him. But if you or you or you go and knock on his door, hello, Mr. Donald Trump, I know you. What's he going to say? Go away. I never knew you. I don't know who you are. True? I don't know who you are. Go away. The Bible says that many people will say, Lord, Lord. Many people will even do miracles in his name. They will cast out demons in his name. And he will say to them one day, go away from me. I don't know who you are. God forbid that would be anyone that I know or anyone that, that is in this place, or anyone in this church, or anyone in this city, or anyone in this country. 
because my wish for us is that he will say, welcome, I knew you, I know you, you've done well, you're my good, you're my faithful servant. Come in, I've prepared a place for you for eternity. That is my, my wish and my dream and my hope for every single person here. So it's not good enough knowing Donald Trump. It's not good enough knowing Jesus. It's not good enough coming to Waratah West ICC Church. I'm not telling you not to come. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying it's not good enough if you come and you're not sincere and he knows you. It's not, someone said it's not what you know. It's who you know. It's not. It's who knows you. True? It's who knows you, not, not the other way around. Because Donald Trump, we know him, but he doesn't know me. He, might, he doesn't know you. So we feel that we've achieved, uh, acquired something. You feel that you've accomplished something. You've accomplished a goal maybe in life when you're on this highway. Highways are very wide and they're very comfortable. Some highways are so big, they're six lanes. If you go from the Gold Coast to Brisbane, I think it's about six-lane highway. It's so beautiful and so big. And many people are on that road. Many cars are on that road. And everyone's having a good old time because they can relax and they can put the radio on and they can talk about whatever they want to talk. There's not too much danger on highways, mainly, because it's all pretty much, most of the time, straight, open roads, well-lit Good roads. True? So it's easy to stay on the highway. It feels good to stay on the highway, yeah? Plenty of room, plenty of people, plenty of things to do. That's what the world says. The world says you need to be on that highway because there's plenty of things there to do. It's nice and straight. You can do what you want most of the time because you don't get seen. There's so many other cars around you. See, if you're on a six-lane highway, it's pretty difficult to be, to be seen doing something wrong with your mobile phone or whatever. There's cars all around you. Yeah, true. Highways are easy to get off and on. Exit ramps and onward ramps. Very easy to get on a highway. Very easy to get back out and then very easy to come back in. So it's really easy to get on a highway. Do as you want. Don't give an account. Do and say whatever you want to do. We're on the right slide. I think we're up to five. No rules in life because you are your own boss. That's what the world says. There's no rules in life. As long as it feels good for you, do it. Doesn't matter who you're going to hurt in the process. You just keep doing what you want as long as you're getting personal satisfaction out of what you're doing. It doesn't matter about anyone else. Self-centeredness. Highways make you feel safe. They make you feel safe because of the width, because they're straight. It's much easier to drive straight. Anyone learning to drive on L plates maybe? What's easier, to drive on a straight road? Easy to drive on a straight road, isn't it? It's easy to drive straight. It's not easy to drive in curves, over hills, down hills, to reverse park. Not easy. Open roads are the way to go. Highways are a very cool place to be. Slide number seven, I think we're on. Am I in front of myself? No? Highways are... Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got the wrong number on there. All right. Highways are a cool place to be. There's no peer pressure. 
because you're doing the same as everyone else. You're not going to get singled out and said you're a, you're a loser or you're this or you're that or you're a party pooper if you're doing what the other ones are doing, are you? You're joining in with the crowd. You're going with the flow. You're part of the fashion. You're, you're cool. So that's why highways are so good. It's the trend. You don't get singled out. The Bible says that we are in the world, but we are not part of the world. John 17, verses, uh, John 17, 14. People will like you as long as you stay on the big, wide, open road. Next slide. You know, highways are smooth and easy to drive on, and there are tunnels. When you're going to Sydney, tunnels straight through. They try and avoid all the uh, other places. They try and avoid, not so much in Sydney, but other places. They try and avoid mountains in Europe. They try and avoid mountains by cutting straight through them. So there's no windy road. It's just straight through the mountain, through a tunnel. Highways, very rarely do you see big tree trunks that have fallen down because they're so wide and then you've got the buff, buffer zone on the sides of them as well. So there's very hard to, um, to see obstacles on highways. Mainly they're just straight with no obstacles there. There's signs above your head, have you noticed that? In your line, in your, in your sight, just like I'm looking at that exit sign there. It's just right in front of your eyes as you're driving, you see a sign that says, okay, the next 20 kilometres, whatever. You know, in 10 kilometres, there'll be an exit to get to whatever the place may be. So you're informed. You're informed with the new trends. As long as you stay with those trends and keep going with them, not many people are going to pick on you or single you out because you're part of their trendy, beautiful highway. The way is wide and it's easy and it's comfortable. When it seems so wide and it seems so comfortable, watch out because there's distraction at the end of it. Highways are less slippery. Highways have water drainage points to stop water getting on the highway. They are roads that are built with retention. So there is, when water does get in, there's also a large aggregate on the sides of the highway that the water can run off and not build up. It gets away very quickly. With large crowds, it's good to be there. Some person once said that crowds attract crowds, and that's true. If you've ever been in Sydney in Market Street, there's usually people that busk there and play their instruments and that, and they want you to get in a big huddle. They want you to get around them and they want you to clap your hands and they want you to scream on the top of, their, on the top of your lungs. Why? Because crowds attract crowds, large gatherings. And this is what was, Jesus was saying. There's many people on those uh, paths. There's many people on these highways. And it's easy to get there because it's so attractive. Big crowds. Crowds attract crowds. But as I said to you, these big highways, where do they lead us to? Highway to hell. Highway to hell. These big highways, this gate that Jesus was talking about, the wide gate that many people are on, they lead you to destruction. And ACDC said it beautifully one day when they made that song called Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. 
I don't want to be on that highway. I don't think you want to be there either. Amen? But then we turn the page or we go to the next slide and we talk about paths. And that was in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, we've already read. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Did Jesus, said, did Jesus say, narrow is the gate and easy is the way. It'll be so easy for you that it's going to be a breeze. He didn't say that, did he? He said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. So it's not going to be red roses and you know, candy floss. It's not going to be easy. Narrow is the way, but it leads you to where? To life. And there are few who find it. Let's be those few. Amen? Paths. Paths are small and paths are narrow. They are hilly, windy, windy, rough and bumpy. They're not like the highway. Total opposites, aren't they? They're windy, they're bumpy, they're hilly, they're slippery, and most of the time paths are dark and they're hard to see. Paths are easy to get lost on because of the low visibility. The darkness is easy to get lost. Sometimes they are cold, and maybe this morning you're not physically cold, but you're spiritually feeling cold because, yes, you've chosen to go on this path. And well done for being on that path. And sometimes you're feeling cold spiritually. But I've got good news for you, amen? Let's keep going. No directions most of the time. No emergency phones there. No breakdown lanes. Paths are not popular. And there are very few people on the paths. There's no twin service stations on the paths like Sydney. And like the highways, there's no twin service stations there where you can get drinks and food. Paths are different. On the path, you go against the grain. Any carpenters in the house? No? Anyone had anything to do with carpentry or cutting? Jim? Yeah. When you cut something, you're supposed to go with the grain. If you go against the grain, you have difficulty sometimes because it splits. So they recommend you to cut things with the grain. Don't go against the grain. But see, paths go against the grain. They go against what people say. They go against what everyone is doing. You stand out from the others and you don't fit in. Anyone ever found that? That you stand out in your workplace? You stand out in your school? You stand out in university? Because you don't seem to fit in. People are against you because they make fun of you because you're on a path. Paths sometimes are overgrown by vegetation. Trees, thorns, weeds. There are obstacles, there's rocks and there's mud and there's sludge. No one seems to want to talk to you when you're on a path. But on the path... Next one. That's the path. And sometimes we come to a crossroad here. And we can make a decision. Do we want to go on this path here 
which seems to have had a lot more people. See how there's less grass on it? Uh, more grass on it, sorry. So we can choose to go on the path. When we're at that crossroads, one of those paths is going to take us to the highway. One of those paths is going to take us on this narrow path that I'm talking about that Jesus spoke about that will be difficult, but it brings you to life. Next slide. Let's make a decision, a conscious decision this morning. Which way? This one's very windy. He's scratching his head, but this one would be the most common way to go, wouldn't it? Look, it seems to be much straighter, and it's going to get straighter as you get towards the onward on-ramp on the highway. This one here is very windy. Which one do you want to be on? Which one do you want to start to go toward? Next one. Look how many rocks are there. Look how uneven the surface is. It's not like a highway with beautiful tar and bitumen and concrete, is it? Look, very, very bumpy. Very hard. I'm not trying to discourage you this morning by saying this. Don't get me wrong. And I hope I'm not bringing that point across. But what I'm trying to say to you is exactly what Jesus was trying to tell them here. Because, the narrow, because narrow is the gate and difficult. I'm not telling you with my own words that it's difficult. It says it right there. It is difficult. And the way, that way will lead you to life. And there are few that find it. And if you keep on going down to verse 21 of, John, of Matthew chapter, same chapter, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says, Lord and Lord, shall enter my kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. Many will say to you, and I've already mentioned this, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice righteousness. So the decision is ours. I could have given a very, very sweet message this morning and said that Jesus loves you, this I know, because the Bible tells me so and gave you all these beautiful words. But what I'm trying to bring out is a decision because life is full of decisions. You have to decide. Tomorrow you will have to decide whether you want to go to work or not. You'll probably be in trouble if you don't. You'll have to decide what you wear. You have to decide where you go. You have to decide to put fuel in your car. Decisions, decisions, decisions every day. Decisions. Some are trivial decisions like what to wear. Well, for me, they are anyway. But for some, they're important decisions. But really, all in all, they're not really major decisions. But major decisions are to accept Christ as your Lord and Saviour when you're marrying, when you're buying a house, when you whatever. These are major decisions. But the most, the greatest decision of, us, of them all, in my opinion, is this. Highway or path, life or death, destruction or life. And th this is not just a message for people that have never heard about Jesus or they've never heard about Christianity. This is a message for each and every person, whether you've been a Christian one year, 10 years or 15 or 40 years, 50 years, because you will have to make a decision every single day.
Every day we make decisions, conscious decisions in what we are doing. Amen? So this morning, I'd like us just to think about a few things for a moment. What have we made in our decision making? What have we done? Sometimes we make decisions and they're not the right ones and we feel that we're going to regret them for the rest of our life. But I've got good news for you. Even if you have made a bad decision, which we all do, we serve a God of the second chance. Amen? And he wants you to get closer to him. He wants you to get off that six-lane highway, get on the exit ramp to the left, in our case in Australia, get on to the left-hand lane and get off that highway and get onto the path which you know is the right way and which we know is the right way. So whatever decision you've made in the past, the decision is made. True? If you grab a glass and you drop it and it breaks, that glass is broken. You're not going to put it back together again. So forget about it because it's going to drag you down if you keep thinking about it. I'm using glass as a very simple illustration, but you know what I'm talking about. You might have made decisions in the past that are affecting your future, that are affecting your present. Are you going to hang on to them? Are you going to stay on the highway? Or are you going to let them go, get on the path, and start heading in the right direction? Don't let those decisions drag you down. Don't let your past mistakes destroy your life, because they will if you hang on to them. Your and my decisions that we've made, let them go. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? The one who loves us. The one who said, I will be with you until the end. The one that even though there's no twin service stations, Jesus is there. Amen? He is there. He's carrying us by the hand. He's got our hand in our hand. And we've all seen the illustration about two people walking on the beach. There was two, foot, uh, two lots of... Um, footprints on the sand but all of a sudden it just became one because Jesus grabbed this person and put him in his arms and he was carrying he can do the same for you he's not limited to one person in his arms at a time he carries the universe in the palm of his hands amen the whole universe sits in there in the palm of his hands and he's able to carry you he's able to take that situation which you think is not ever going to change anymore and he can turn it around for the better for you amen but it's up to you. We have to make conscious decisions. And there's a song that we'll be playing in, in a very short time that says somebody loves you just the way you are. And it might seem a little bit strange at first because there's words that say, and I can't change you. But what this is saying is, yeah, God can't change us unless we want to be changed. We have to make that conscious decision and say, Jesus, I'm getting off this six-lane highway. I'm going to get on the exit ramp and I'm going to go back on the path that leads to life. Yeah. So he's not going to change us unless we want to be changed. True? The centurion, your faith has made your servant well. That lady that touched the hem of his garment, your faith has made you well. Jesus says to that blind man, what do you want? Of course he wants his sight. He's blind. What more could someone want? But he wants you to be specific and that was said this morning earlier on. Be specific and say, Lord, 
I know that you can't change me unless I want to be changed. But Lord, as of now, yes, I want to be changed. I want to consciously make a decision that I'm getting off that highway and getting on this narrow path. Yes, it is difficult. I realize that. I know your word has said it very clearly in Matthew. It is difficult. And few are the people on it. But I know that you will be with me. I know that you will hold me. You will uplift me. You will take me. You will heal me. You will set me free. Amen. You will show me the way. You will lighten the way. I don't need those great big floodlights on the highway because I have Jesus as my light. Amen. He is the light of the world, much more powerful than any solar power, much more powerful than any 240-volt light. He is the light of the world. He lights the whole universe. The world is lit by his presence. Amen. But we need to make that decision to get off that road. So as the music comes forward, I'm not going to... Take too much more time. But what I do want to ask you is this, and I'm asking myself at the same time, what am I going to do with this decision this morning? Will I make a decision and get off the highway and get on the path? Or will I continue to be on the highway where all my friends are? Because my friends love me. Hey, yeah, you know why they love you? They love you because you're on their highway. Get on the path and see what happens then. But Jesus will love you. Let's all stand and close our eyes. Listen to the lyrics of this song. Lift your hands if you need to lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm getting off the highway. I'm getting on the path, Lord. Jesus, you can change us, but you want us to make the decision. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Alziamo le mani verso il Signore. Gesù, come into this place, Lord. Vieni in questo posto, Gesù, in questo momento. Cambiaci, Signore. Help us to get off the highway. Che usciamo fuori dall'autostrada sul piccolo sentiero. Jesus, hallelujah. Just the way you are. I see, see, Jesus loves you. He wants us to change so that he can fix us because he loves us the way we are. Hallelujah. Jesus, we invite your presence, Lord. Touch our hearts. Hallelujah, Lord. Touch our minds, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be able to see the difference between a highway and a path, Lord. Help us, Father. Hallelujah. Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, speak to us. Parlaci, Signore, nel cuore questa mattina, in nome di Gesù. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Tell the Lord you love him this morning. In your own words, just say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Help me, Lord, to get off this highway and get on the path, Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to him in your own language. Speak to him in any way you know how to speak. Thank you, Lord. Presence of God, we ask you to come. Just transform our mindset, Lord, about highways and paths, Lord. Show us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus loves you this morning, every one of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Just the way you are. He loves you the way you are, ICC. He can't fix us unless we decide to change and get off the highway. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to come forward this morning, I'm going to get Pastor Tony to pray for you. As we keep playing this, step forward out of your seat if you want prayer. If you feel that you're on the highway, hey, it's not a shame to be there. As long as you make the decision to get off that highway. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord, we pray. Father, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Qualcuno ti ama, Gesù è il suo nome. Jesus is his name, the one that loves you. His name is Jesus. He died for you and he loves you more than you'll ever believe. More than you'll ever know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. Can you just turn that down for a moment? Our music's going to start playing here. As that song just said, somebody loves you, and his name is Jesus Christ. He died for you. He wants you to be on that narrow path. But it's entirely up to you. If you do need prayer, I'm not going to drag this on much longer. I don't want to force you into everything. But if you voluntarily feel that maybe you've been on this path or you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're sorry that you're on the highway big part and you feel that yes lord you're speaking to me it might be your friends it might be things that you're doing things that you're looking at the way you're living the way you're speaking the way you're acting it could be anything and i think all of us at some point in time we've been on this highway before because we all fall short of his glory amen but it's time to make a decision it's time to make a conscious decision what will we do is there anyone that needs prayer is there anyone that needs to say lord here i am thank you jesus don't be ashamed doesn't matter who's looking It's about eternity we're speaking. We're not talking about 10 years, 50 years, 80 years. We're talking about eternity here this morning. A highway that leads to destruction or a path that leads to eternal life. Amen.